Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Toy by Chance, where we come and talk all things movies, television, streaming, all that good stuff. And today, this is our Pride Month special. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Uh, we yeah, happy are, Pride Month. We are, you know, honoring the gay community, the, L- the LGBTQA+, however many letters there are, um, community. Uh, as we take a look at a famous film from the LGBTQ, uh, you know, LGBTQ sect, uh, to which we were given Love, Simon to, uh, admittedly, my surprise, I did not think we'd be talking about this movie today. No, I didn't either. But, you know, it is, is it, it is an interesting one to look at for reasons we'll get into later. Uh, first of which, uh, you know, before we get into anything, we're getting into our regular segments. First of which, we have one football trade to talk about because we, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. This happened the day we dropped our screen episodes. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Um, but Julio Jones is no longer a Falcon. Oh, boy. Went from one bad team to another. No, a bad team? Are you well, high? I mean, I don't think that. I mean, he's not going to chase a Super Bowl in Tennessee. He could. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. now a Titan. He could. I mean, look. I don't know. You look, <laughs> Titan between the Colts, the Jags, and the close in that division, the Texans. Fuck, fuck, okay, fuck that. Uh, between. Oh the, yeah, yeah. No, the division. Yeah. The division. Yeah, but honestly, between that, like that offense between Tannehill, Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and now Julio Jones, that's a scary offense. That's a scary, scary unit. Yeah, I mean, barring injuries, you know, that's the thing. Barring any uh, injuries, which. Let's be real. Julio is pretty injury prone as of right now in this age of his career, but still. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think I was a little surprised he chose Tennessee. I mean, that was just I mean, me. He um, wanted to go to a cha- to a team where he could compete for a championship, and this is and this is a pretty good spot to land if to land if that's what you want to do. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think that this is actually a really good landing spot for it's better than Atlanta. I'll say that is better than Atlanta. I mean, yeah, I, and I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to say like. To me, it was like one of those things where I said one bad team to another. It was just because, like, I don't think – I mean, Tennessee, I just don't see, regardless of, of what they have offensively, um, I just don't see it. You know what I mean? Um, I think if he wanted to go to – you know, I think there was other choices that were a better contender, like better fit. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it is what it is, you know? But we'll see what happens. Ultimately, though, he went for less than what we than what we thought he would because they – you know, or what the yeah. Falcons wanted. The Falcons wanted a first-round pick for Julio Jones – that wasn't yeah. happening. So ultimately settled for I think it was like a third and a fourth. It's crazy. Or no, I'm sorry, I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but still, Julio Jones still a quality receiver. Definitely, definitely wanted out of Atlanta. So Matt Ryan is all by himself now. Well, no, he, he's got Kyle Pitts, which is allegedly in a generational talent from what, from yeah. what we've heard. So yeah, we'll see how Atlanta looks. But Tennessee, Tennessee could be could be scary next year. They're in that same class of, you know, like Buffalo, Miami, where they're a team that are on like a major, major come up. So, like, I, I was really impressed yeah. with the three of them last season. So, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely seeing, definitely curious to see what they have, what happens to them next year. Uh, we now move on to our regular segments. First of which is trailer talk. First trailer we're going to be talking about is Midnight in the Switchgrass. Uh, Midnight and Switchgrass is for a movie that I get, surprisingly is theatric, being theatrically released. Yeah, this look this had uh, streaming all over it. Well, mostly because of the main star. The main star of the movie is Bruce Willis. Or I guess she's the, the biggest name in the movie. I guess Megan Fox is the star. I'm not sure. Again, that doesn't help its case. Which, again, Man. no disrespect to Megan Fox, but let's be real. She's not She's not like headline movies anymore. She's in it for eye candy. I mean, that's usually she what her, you know, her M.O. is. 
uh, but also features uh, Emil Hirsch. <laughs> so this, this is why this is why this feels directed DVD because of the, because of these three people, the combination of these three people. <laughs> or directed. Well, Emil Hirsch went that quickly. Yes, he did. Thanks, Speed Racer. Yeah, I mean, man, what an what an actor! What an actor! Um, but yeah, so this is the story of uh, the hunt for the infamous truck stop killer, uh, which was you know a big case in Texas in I want to say this was I want to say this was the eighties. No, uh, yeah, well, okay, there was a period between the eighties. It, it was from seventy five to ninety. Yeah. Even though this very much feels like modern day, which is very strange. Whatever. Uh, like I said, it's, it's the hunt for them. Uh, Miller has played a local sheriff or whatever. And uh, Bruce Willis and Megan Fox are FBI agents. Uh, Bruce Willis surprisingly doesn't look like he's half asleep through what we saw. But again, we only seen for a few seconds in the trailer. So <laughs> maybe they're saving that for the movie. Uh, Russell, what do yeah. you think of the trailer for Midnight and Switchgrass? I, mean, I think it looks entertaining. I, I don't um, I mean, I don't think this movie is going to be like, a, you know, one of my top tops of the year but i mean i think it i don't know it looks fine uh i mean it has that suspense to it you know what i mean i i, I like it i like it enough to watch it so i mean why not i like i said I, I wasn't like overly like oh my god i have to watch this like right now you know what i mean i mean it's, it's, it, it's it looks it's okay no, it's, it's no you cannot kill it david arquette all right oh my lord you need to watch that please I watch that i have i haven't watched it. i'll probably I'll, I'll watch it to get you off my back but i'll watch it <laughs> you'll thank me i promise i don't want to talk this hype up and you hate it and then i feel bad uh, yeah, so uh, Midnight Switchgrass is set for a release on uh, June tw- June twenty third, twenty twenty one. Uh, next year we're talking about this is for a one of several uh, streaming shows we have to talk about today. Uh, this is from Monsters at Work. Monsters at Work is this was announced back at D twenty three last year. I want to say uh, this is a sequel series to the movie Monsters Inc in which it shows kind of like the reform of Monsters Incorporated, going from scares to laughter. Uh, like we said, um, well, like, like it was announced previously, Billy Crystal and John Gimmon will be apprising their roles as Sully and uh, Mike Wazowski. Uh, also features new cast members, including Ben, I think it's Ben Feldman? Yeah. Yeah, Ben Feldman, Mindy Kaling, uh, Henry Winkler, which <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I like seeing and stuff now. Major star Henry Winkler. <laughs> Oh yeah, he. It's funny because my uh, my daughter's watching that Clifford uh, show, and uh, apparently he did a voice in Clifford too. So he's he's everywhere now. Yeah, and this is this is going to be the first. This is going to be the first long form television series based on a Pixar show with Pixar animation. They had Buzz Lightyear Starman before, but that was that was hand drawn. This is the first time where they're using CGI animation, which is which is interesting. They're doing a whole Pixar's doing a whole lot of shows with Disney Plus now. And this could be their first one. Um, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for? I also think Monsters Inc. is just a weird one to lead off with because I like I like that movie. I like that universe. It's a weird one to go back to, especially now. But yeah, Russell, what do you think, what do you think of the trailer for Monsters at Work? You want to hear a shocker? I've never seen Monsters Inc. or Monsters University. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I swear to God. Oh wow. Uh, it was one. Honestly, it's one. Like I, I've heard it because, like, obviously, like when we were driving and stuff like that, when we had our van, we would put it on for Ella. I mean, I heard it. Um, I just never watched it before. It was one of the ones where I just, again, I think this was a transition for me. Like, I think, when did uh, Monsters, Inc. come out? Uh, 2001. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I was like a junior high school. Like, I was just getting ready to get out and graduate. I, I think, I don't know, it was one of those ones where I just didn't catch it. Um, I mean, it looks okay. I can see what they're doing. I, I, I know, obviously, the premise of the movie is with the scare. They're switching to laughter. I mean, I, I kind of get that. Um, yeah, kind of what you said. It is kind of a little bit of a different... Uh, 
you know, uh, out of the Pixar property, a little different one to, to lead with. But I mean, I, I think, you know, people still talk about the, you know, the original one as a, as a classic. So I, I don't, you know, I just kind of what you said, I can't see why they would lead off with this, but it looks fun. Yeah, no, I think I, I like, I like that world. I like that world. Like I said, I like the world, like those characters. Uh, Pete Docter is attached to this, uh, as a, as a producer. Um, I mean, that, that kind of fits because he is the, like, the head the head guy at Pixar, so obviously this would be... It looks funny. I, you know, I, I see why they're leading off with this now. The, the shows, the movies that are getting shows are this and up. They're clearly only God. doing movies done by Pete. <laughs> Waiting for the Inside Out show. It's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's there for the taking, and you can make that, so you could do so much with that one. Inside Out would actually really work really well as a television show. For sure. Yeah, I actually think there's a lot of promise there. Disney, Disney, uh, Pixar, give us a call. Uh, but yeah, Monsters at Work is set for a debut on Disney Plus, likely to be a week-to-week release starting on July seventh, twenty twenty-one. Uh, next show we're talking about is for the Eyes of Tammy Faye. So the Eyes of Tammy Faye is a biopic on uh, Jim Baker and Tammy Faye Baker, uh, who were uh, they were the you know the televangelist movement started in like the what, 70s and 80s, 80s and 90s? Probably, uh, I would say 70s and 80s, because Billy Graham was part of that, too. Yeah. yeah. They were some of the first big... They were some of like the, the, the first big people in the world of televangelists. And, uh, they, you know, basically, t- uh, you know, shows their rise and downfall in that world because they've had, you know, they had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of manipulation, a lot of questioning, a lot of litigation. Really interesting story behind the two of them. Uh, stars in... Nearly unrecognizable Jessica Chastain. She's completely unrecognizable. I actually didn't know it was her until they said Jessica Chastain at the end, and I'm like, oh my god, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, Andrew Garfield, Vince D'Onofrio is in the movie, and a lot of people who I'm sure I recognize, oh yeah, Cherry Jones, I do recognize her. Uh, but yeah, uh, set for a release on September 17th, 2021, directed by Michael Showalter, who did The Big Sick and Hello, My Name is Doris, two movies that I think are excellent. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the what do you think of the trailer for the eyes of Tammy Faye? Oh, it definitely has Oscar bait on it. I, I, I thought I think it looks really fantastic. You 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 know like this is going to be Jessica Chastain's big Oscar push for this year. She should. I mean, I I, I still I, I've gone on on this show numerous times and said she should have been nominated the year Molly's Game came out. I thought she was fantastic in that. She'd been nominated. Um, absolutely. You know, but I mean, she's a fantastic actress. I I'd like to see her get uh, her comeuppance here. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I agree. I do think. Chastain is one of our best working actresses. I think that the movie really—it looks like it's really uh, Tammy Faye focused. Looks like he's like the eyes of Tammy Faye. Looks like she's gonna be the main yeah. character. She's gonna be the person we're following for this entire movie, and it looks like she's giving an incredible performance, as you would expect someone like Jessica Chastain to do when she's not in the Phoenix film playing an alien who does not give a <laughs> buck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think this looks great. Um, and set for a release, like I said, set for a September release, a prime Oscar date. You know this is going to get a massive, massive push for Academy Buzz, which it, which it's great, which I believe it will because Michael Showalter's a pretty good filmmaker. It, it should lend itself yeah. really well to to an Oscar campaign. So, like I said, look for that in September. Uh, next show we're talking about is for Ron's Gone Wrong. This is a movie I didn't, I actually hadn't heard about until uh, looking for, tra- for trailer for the week. Uh, this is a mo- This is an animated movie from 20th Century Studios. That's 20th Century Fox. 20th Century Studios. Uh, and it's in a future in which, you know, all these kids have these walking, talking, like, you know, they're, they're, they're like little robot sidekicks. When I first saw it, I don't know if you have the same thing. 
I for this year I first started, I'm just like, oh, oh no, this this, this feels like Mrs. Versus Machines all over again. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, I kept waiting for the point where all these things were going to turn evil, but no. Uh, it basically tells the story <laughs> of this one kid, Barney, who gets who gets a B, but only problem is his his is his is defective. Yeah. Uh, and I'm surprised. It actually looks pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm I'm right on board with you there. I think it looks really funny. I think this movie's gonna have a little bit of heart to it. Uh, it 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 looks funny. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think like I think that uh, the the just the prospect of just the ideas of this thing being defective in a world where everything else is working. Lunch for a lot of good yeah. jokes. I really like the one where uh, you know like say say six, six feet to me like six feet and then he gets by gets hit yeah. by a car. I like uh, what is it when when he introduces himself insert name or something like that, oh, yeah, that I, I or whatever insert names best friend yeah, yeah yeah I think I think visually it's great I think visually lends to a lot of really creative you know, creative jokes uh, Zach yeah. Galifianakis is the voice of uh, the main the main B bot the defective one Ron uh, Olivia Coleman's also in this movie which is funny because she's all, she's all of a sudden all the animated movies about computers and yeah. like AI which is really strange but. Yeah, I, I think I think this looks funny, and it's set for a release October twenty second, twenty twenty one. Damn, really? They're building some hype for this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was surprised when I saw the release date in like October. I'm like, boy, we're really pushing this. Like, this is something oh. I would have seen like the back end of August, beginning of September. Yeah, remember when we saw that trailer for that one movie with like the with, like the giant monster wrestling? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With Seth Rogen. Was Seth Rogen in it? I think Seth Rogen wasn't Seth Rogen a voice. I remember Terry Crews, but I don't remember Seth Rogen. <laughs> it was like it was where we saw it. And it was like it did come out for like another year. It's like what the? Why are you dropping this now? Yeah, it was like a teaser trailer on what top was, of it. It's like, dude, you could have done that like literally like a couple months before the movie came out. What was it called? I, I remember like Rumble. I remember like Rumble being in the movie in the time. Oh man, I swear I oh, thought I, I it's thought literally Seth just Rogen called Rumble. Is it Seth Rogen's not in it? I don't know. Is it? Will Arnett. Will Arnett's in it. Okay, never mind. Well, a little bit different. You remember what I'm talking about, right? The, 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 like the giant, like shark. Yeah, the giant, like yeah, yeah. He was like, it's like it comes into like a wrestling yeah, ring the, or the whatever. Kai, the kaiju wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was that was weird. But yeah, uh, anyway, like I said, Ron's Gone Wrong comes out October of 2020. Uh, October uh, 22 of 2021. Uh, next show we're talking about, and again, another one for I think the last year our streaming shows. Oh no, I'm sorry, we have, we have yeah. two more. Um, one one of the other streaming shows we're talking about today is Nine Perfect Strangers. So Nine Perfect Strangers is an upcoming Hulu miniseries created by David E. Kelly. Uh, same guy did Big Little Lies. A uh, bunch of dude has been the Undoing. Dude has been working on television for decades, like, and I mean decades. Like Doozy How- Doogie Howser, Chicago Hope, Picket Fences, Ally McBeal. The dude has been our dude has been around the block. Uh, yeah. and, uh, so, and it's about these people who go to this, some kind of retreat, but something seems amiss. It's like a really psychological trip, and I'm not gonna lie, I am, I'm really into it. Yeah, this is something my wife would like. So yeah, I, I definitely was into this too. Um, I just like the vibe. Yeah, uh, it has a cast that features uh, Nicole Kidman, who's in like every David E. Kelly show right now. Melissa <laughs> uh, yeah. McCarthy, Luke Evans, uh, Michael Shannon. Uh, Regina Hall makes an appearance. Um, Bobby Cannavale. Uh, so many people. So many people in this trailer. So many people in this show. I I I want to see it because like it builds the intrigue really well. I want to see what's going on. I think it, I think it does a great job. You really tickling the back of your spine. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it does. It absolutely builds that mystery, and I think that's what uh, you know any effective show does. It, it leaves you wanting more, and this trailer actually it really does it really good. Absolutely. I think this looks fantastic. I can't, I can't wait to see it. Uh, set for a release sometime later this year. Oh, yeah, uh, August 18th, 2021. I don't know if it's going to be all at once or a weekly thing. Hulu traditionally does, traditionally does all at once. No, not traditionally, because there have been some shows that they have that have gone weekly. Uh, so yeah, Handmaid's Tale goes weekly. Handmaid's Tale goes weekly. Castle Rock, <coughs> when that was on, went weekly. Uh, so they're not past doing uh, weekly releases. So I'm very curious to see how it's released. But yeah, I think it looks, I think it looks great, and I can't wait to watch it. Uh, next trailer, last uh, streaming show we're talking about uh, is for Master of the Universe Revelation. Uh, this uh, seems well, seem to be a recurring thing on this show because it keeps getting brought up every single week. <laughs> 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 <with this. laughs> it's meant to be. Uh, this is the trailer for the Kevin Smith written and produced Masters of the Universe. Uh, this is going to be um, based on uh, it's going to be a continuation of the original show, <laughs> wrapping up some storylines that I guess were left unsolved in the original. I don't know. I barely watched the original. Uh, I watched it when it was on. I don't have much much uh, you know re- reference for it. Uh, but either way, I think uh, as someone who like not a massive a, a classic He-Man fan, uh, I think this looks really good. Yeah. I like how they kind of pay homage to like the '80s. It has that '80s vibe when you're watching it. You know, it has that aesthetic that just screams '80s. It does, yeah. I mean, we'll write down the music cue. The I need a hero. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta love that. Go the way. Yeah, what's up? Sorry. <laughs> we had a bad, had a bad, had to pet your dog in the middle of the middle of the stream. <laughs> no, my daughter, my daughter came in. Oh, Ella came in. Making a rare appearance. I'm not cutting any of this out, by the way. <laughs> nah, no, you're good. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that uh, I think the animation looks stellar. I yeah, think th- I think it looks super crisp. I think it. Lo- I think I love the framework of it. I love the line work of it. I think that it's gonna yeah. friends with some really great action scenes. And like we, we talked at nausea about the cast for this, the cast for this show. It's an amazing line of people. Uh, something I also admire is that something I've seen in every He-Man show. I. I like that this one takes the the takes the step to make Prince Adam and He Man look different. Yeah, yeah. Because like, to in, before, yeah. in the original show, like Prince Adam and He Man were the same dude, just with less clothes. Well, your your modern day uh, Clark Kent, right? It's literally yeah. modern day Clark, Clark Kent. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I, they operate the logic of taking more clothes off makes you unrecognizable. Yeah, apparently glasses and gelling your hair. I mean, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think this looks fantastic. I think uh, I'm really hoping it lives to the hype, and we'll find out because it's set for a. It's going to be released in two parts. Uh, part yeah. one is set to release on July 23rd, 2021. And last show we're talking about, also for Netflix, is for uh, Tick Tick Boom. Uh, not the song. Not the song. <laughs> Which is exactly what I first thought when I thought I'm like, oh, we're getting the we're getting the the biopic for that song. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we're getting the longer. It. Yeah, one that uh, wasn't originally on my list until I looked into it. Um, this is based on a semi autobiographical musical about uh, composer Jonathan Larson, uh, who actually passed a who did, who did pass away uh, recently. Not recently. Why am I say recently? Passed away in the nineties. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, but basically his story. 
And I, again, it wasn't on my list until I read what it was about. Uh, saw what act for, and they got Andrew Garfield, <coughs> Alexander Ship, Vanessa Hudgens, Bradley Whitford's in the movie somewhere. And I also saw that it was directed by Lin Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda in his feature length film directorial debut. Never, never made a movie before this. Also, very rarely actually directed Broadway shows. Like, even like yeah. the, the most sh- the shows he's known for, he didn't actually direct. Yeah, he, he only wrote, he only you know wrote the music and stuff like that. So, it'd be interesting to see what he has behind the lens. But honestly, I'm surprised. I like this because this looks really good. Yeah, I mean, from the the quick uh, little tease that you got out of it, yeah, it, it looks fascinating. I and I love I love Rent. So, yeah, this this looks fun. Oh, is from the guy that did Rent? He did it said rent. something about rent. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, I didn't realize yeah. this thing uh, did rent. Yeah. Okay, so he did rent. He did rent in this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I do think that. Uh, look, if Lenore Miranda can can do can direct, he can write, he can act, he can sing, he can dance. If he can direct. Yeah, I mean. If, if, if he can get that last Infinity Stone. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's uh yeah ruler of the world, man. I, I, I think he legally rules the world at this point. <laughs> but I'm honestly more into this than I was when we saw the first show for In the Heights. Yeah, I mean, because it leaves you wanting more. I feel like In the Heights gave you that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I also, I'm also, I jive more with this kind of, you know, like more subdued, more personal musical than I did In the Heights. Which, again, we'll talk about In the Heights in a bit. I'm not saying I dislike the movie. Well, in fact, I'm going to talk at length why I do think we should go support the movie in a second. But. Uh, I do think this looks fantastic. It's set for a release on Netflix uh, later this year. I'm very curious yeah. to see this because, like I said, I, I love the cast. I think Lenore Miranda, as a director, I think is interesting. I want to see what he can do. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, so that's going to do it for us here on uh, for the trailer talk. We're not done with the show yet. Um, first, um, we now move on to notorious news. First thing we're talking about is uh, this actually just, just happened, like right before we started rolling. Uh, Hollywood loss loses another giant today. Uh, Mr. Ned Beatty uh, passed away today. Uh, Ned Beatty, who you would recognize from a lot of things, uh, Superman, Toy Story 3, Network. Uh, the dude has been around for a long time. I think he's... Is, is, he, is he related to Warren? I'm I don't know. Oh, is he, is he, no, not, related? I, I don't is he not related to Warren? That's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I was gonna say I don't think he was. <coughs> that's that's wild. Where you have like these two guys, like super like long illustrious careers, and they're with the same last name, even kind of, even look a little similar, and aren't related. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Like this is a dude who was around for a long time. Rudy Shooter, so many things. Uh, had just like a, this incredible, incredible career, and yeah. I think for me, my favorite performance from Ned Beatty is probably, as much as people probably expect me to say Toy Story 3, and that is a great performance as a villain. Del- Deliverance. Deliverance is fantastic. Um, yeah. I would probably say Network, because like that's that's one of the, those roles who, like, he's only in it for one scene in the movie. But mm-hmm. he makes... I've never, never he makes, seen it. He makes such an impact for one yeah. scene in the movie. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's fantastic in the film. But yeah, this is a dude who could really, he could do it all. He was funny. He was a great dramatic actor. He was a dude who, he brought... He brought this insane level of professionalism to everything he was doing, and I think that you know, it's it, I'm 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 sad he's gone. I, I really wasn't a fan of Ned Beatty. Yeah, I was too. I think my first introduction was Rudy, like his they played Rudy's dad. I think that's yeah, '93 when that movie came out. You know, 
that was my like first introduction to them. And then obviously, you know, Toy Story, and then I, I finally watched Deliverance this year, so I got to see that uh, iconic performance. Yeah, just a really solid actor. Yeah, so uh, rest in peace, Ned Beatty. He has a lot of work to cherish over the years. Um, next story we're talking about is, uh, well, th- we're going to talk some box office right now. <coughs> um, because, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of crazy things. First of which, uh, last weekend, Conjuring 2 uh, opened big, $24 million, which is a, which is a pretty, which, considering the stage we're in, pretty solid. Uh, Conjuring 3. Uh, however, underperforming on that on that same on that same condi- uh, conditions, uh, in the heights, like we just said, uh, it was expected for a twenty million dollar opening. Uh, however, as of right now, it's looking to open around eleven. Yeah. And to put that in perspective, a Quiet Place Two, which is on its third weekend of release, uh, is set to overtake it. Wow. Yeah. Which is which is wild. Now here's the thing. First of all, gotta get a big, big congratulations to a quiet place because they are now yeah. the first movie in twenty twenty one to hit a hundred million dollars domestically. Yeah, that's big. I mean that's huge, especially for huge. the state of the world in the last year and a half. But I also do want to talk about that because you think about it, like I said, Quiet Place on its third weekend of release. That's it crazy. Yeah. A, it's past a movie that's on its second weekend it's on a second week of release a, a, a second weekend of release. Which passed it last week, Conjuring Three passed it passed it this week, or passed it the last week, and it's passing a new movie. So I think that it shows the power of the resonance this film is, this film is having with the general audience. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I do think that this is a great achieve a great achievement on that on you know the part of director John Krasinski. I think he's doing a great job. I I really enjoyed Quiet Place Part Two, not as much as Part One, but I really love Part One. Uh, but yeah. Uh, also, the the shock to me is in the Heights, which yeah, I mean, very lackluster. Yeah, wh- I think there's a lot of contribute uh, facts con- contributing to this. Main thing is the fact that I can go on HBO Max and watch this right now, at home. Yeah, and I think that this is an example where the day and day release kind of hurts a movie box yeah. office wise. I mean, look, at the beginning of the year, this made sense. Yeah, because you know. You had you had this day and date release where it looked like you know maybe box office is, isn't picking back up. Uh, maybe, you know maybe we should try and maybe we should just you know just put everything on HBO Max. Yeah. Which was like okay maybe that makes a little sense bringing some more subscribers in. But here's the thing, theaters are coming back. Theaters are coming back. Like AMC yeah. just announced that, that you can go in and not have to wear a mask the entire time. Like you I have, think Rick wriggled it too. <clears throat> yeah, you have people who want to go to the movies. Yep. And we've been we've been caged. <laughs> we've been caged for a year. Yeah, we want to get out there, man. We've been caged. I mean, I mean, you and I have still, you know, did our stints of movies during all this when whenever we could. But yeah, now it's full. You know, the full the gates ahead. are open now. You know, full steam ahead. Yeah, um, let's let's roll. But yeah, uh, now granted, I'm I I'm not as big on In the Heights as most people. I but I do still think it's very good, and I do yeah. still think that you should go see it in a theater. Especially because the movie is not, it would not be hard to make a hit just because it only cost $55 million to make. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it in the theater, so I mean, I supported it. I support, I, we, we, we supported. That's what we, I mean, but yeah, I mean, again, the floodgates are open, full steam ahead, like you said, man. This is, uh, 
So we've been waiting for. So, uh, you know, try to. My thing is, I think what kind of, I think we had talked about this before. I think maybe putting it on HBO Max, maybe like a month after release, would make more sense at this, to get at this those. Point, at this juncture, yes, that would make more sense. I think just to because of the fact, like how you, you know, were saying, obviously with all the restrictions being lifted, I think that's these movies are going to benefit more from that. Whereas you get the people that want to see it but still are kind of iffy on going out. They can wait a month and then see it, you know what I mean? And still, HBO Max is still going to get their subscribers either way. Yeah, so uh, I think that they are very massively regretting. <laughs> yeah. uh, they are very massively regretting uh, announcing the whole the, the whole year all at once. But eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, you can't walk back the rope now. I think you've already uh, said yeah, it. Yeah. How long do they, how do they long have to be locked into that for? How long do they have to be locked into it? I don't know. Probably until, at least until October. Because Dune is, they've already said Dune is not going to do this. Okay, so October, then you watch, they'll walk that back in October. They'll be like, yeah, kind of what, you know, I just told you. I think they'll, they'll probably make it like a month, month and a half maybe. Uh, then put it on the streaming site. I think that would make more sense logically. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that turns out, but uh, yeah, uh, if you haven't if you haven't already, go watch in the Heights and go watch in the theater. Um, next piece of news we're talking about is uh, we got some pictures recently surface for Indiana Jones Five. Uh, now we show that Toby Jones, who I forgot was in the film, but something interesting about this pic- these pictures is that you look at Harrison, when you zoom in Harrison Ford's face, he's wearing de aging dots. Yeah, that's not good. Which makes me think, which caused a lot of speculation. Like, is is this a flashback? What is going on here? Here's my thought. Here's, like, my shared thought, a lot of on this. I'm not sure how exactly I feel about it. Um, I've seen a lot of people say this could take place before Crystal Skull. Which is it going to be like uh, Days of Future Past? It, it does away with what happened in a Crystal Skull. Can we undo, undo Crystal Skull? <laughs> can, can we undo that shit, please? <laughs> I would rather just, them, just un, like don't even make the movie. Just just, just unmake four. Like don't even make. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, like let's watch four being destroyed before our eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just 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 unmake that one, and we'll be, and we'll be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no. This is they're making they're making the movie. Uh, uh, so how would you feel if this took place as this took place before, between three and four, effectively making four the last one chronologically, but not the last one we get? Uh, that's the, yeah, chronologically that's not a good way to end it. But I mean, what we get, I mean, uh, it's gonna be an interesting choice. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I, 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 I would hate to end to it with this. Crystal Skull. I don't know why they're deciding to do it like this. Yeah, I mean. Just move on from it. Let's let's just you I mean, know. Look, just 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 go get Karen Allen back. Just go get Karen Allen back and say Shia Buff died in a bus fire. Like that's yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah, that's all. I don't know why I don't know why we're jumping through hoops to like have that be like. I know, I know. It's nice to have him end off with Marion, but come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude. Like he's 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 aging. Just don't make us look at weird CGI face for two hours unless it's really good, which I which I've, I've seen it done be done really well. Just, 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 just put it after. Just, just put it after. Just say he's away. Yeah, he's he's gone out to lunch for a while. Yeah, just say like, ah, Marion's busy at home with the grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she she we went go. to college to get another degree. <laughs> She's off at of college studying. She's studying abroad. There you go. 
Yeah, she she she, she found she found Jeff Bridges from space. It's in, it's it's, it's, it's a weird to do. Yeah. Uh, next piece you're talking about is something I'm actually very interested about. Uh, the cast of John Wick Chapter Four is ramping up. Someone, and this is adding someone who I did not expect to get added, but I'm glad he's here. Uh, I'm bizarrely glad he's here. Bill Skarsgård is going he to is. be in John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, no word on who he's going to be playing yet, but come on, he's going to be a villain. Oh, yeah, you know that. Uh, imagine him being like the super nice dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so, no, uh, again, this is an actor who I find, I find it very interesting because, like, when you have, like, the major roles opposite Keanu, or, like, you know, who are villains, at least, you have someone who at least has some kind of background in martial arts. Yeah. Where you look at like you know the I can't remember his name in the first one, the the bodyguard character from the first one, or um, you know Mark Dacascos in three, uh, but you know they've had a really great track record with actors who they've been able to train to do this shit. Like look at Common or Halle Berry or Ruby Rose. Like like they're not gonna cast some dude who's not gonna put in the work. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 very, they're very good about this, and Bill Skarsgård is a. He's a freaky looking dude, but he's a great, he's a really good actor. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited to see what he does in the future. I'm excited to see what we would do in a John Wick universe. And he was playing Pennywise again. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I'd see, I'd see, I'd see John Wick fight a killer clown for two hours. <laughs> uh, next piece you're talking about is uh, uh, something I never thought I'd hear the words. Uh, Russell, we're getting a Kingpin sequel. Yeah, I saw that. I was kind of like, "Wow!" I was like, th- "That would have been great, like twenty-five years ago, twenty years ago." Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, in case you know, this is the sequel to the nineteen ninety-six film Kingpin, uh, which was about uh, you know Woody Harrelson versus Bill Murray in bowling. Fantastic uh, film. Yeah, but well, now we're getting a sequel. Uh, let's see, a whopping. Well, okay, say this movie comes out next year, twenty-six years after the original film. Yeah, I got hopefully no Dumb and Dumber 2 type crap, which I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the, fairly, the Fairly Bros are attached to this, but I don't know. Is there anywhere, there anywhere else to go when it comes to the category of the you know, subject of Kingpin? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> that basically says everything you need to know. <laughs> uh, bottom line, go watch the original Kingpin. Oh, it's fantastic! Uh, got me into bowling. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because I definitely j- I joined a, uh, a summer league. I think ab- right after that, I watched it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things coming back from that we knew, we knew before, uh, Christine is getting a re- the, Steve, the Stephen King of songs moves on as Christine is getting a remake. Uh, Jeez. This, this movie about the uh, the killer Plymouth Fury, uh, one from murdering people. Interesting about this to me is the fact that they got Brian Fuller to write and direct it. So Brian Fuller, the dude who's known mostly for TV, actually entirely for TV. This guy's never actually made a movie before, uh, but he's made a lot of really great television shows. But, you know, before he gets kicked off and they go really down the tubes. Uh, Dead like me, Pushing Daisies. Uh, he was on the first season of Heroes when it was actually good. American Gods, when it was good, <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. Like, get the point. He's a dude who's been working in TV a lot. He's been kicked off a lot of projects. But uh, he has – oh, and, uh, and, of course, Hannibal. How can I not mention Hannibal? Uh, the, the one show he was ironically never never kicked off of, and it didn't last very <laughs> long either. Um, 
but yeah, no, this is this is a dude who he has a great graphic storytelling. I do li- I do like his work in television. I'd be curious. I'm curious to see what he does in like a feature film format. Um, but Russell, did you, did you ever see John Carpenter's Christine? I haven't. Yeah, uh, I know a horror a horror movie guy. I know. I I on the list. There's so many. Yeah. Um, maybe, but I you know, we'll I, talk, I obviously we'll know the. Uh, it's very highly regarded premise. Yeah, because the first screen is actually pretty good. It's not, it's not like on the top. Yeah. It's not like on the top of Stephen King adaptations for me, but I do think the first one yeah. is actually like legitimately pretty good. Um, oh, they make multiple ones. Oh, did I say the first one? I'm sorry. The I meant the original. Oh, uh, 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 okay. Like, I, 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 I wouldn't surprise me. In, I mean. in an operative sense, like the John Garvin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got you. But yeah, uh, Killer Cars. <laughs> We're doing this again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except for no, no one that's releasing, but I can see it's coming out between somewhere between. 2022 and 2023. And they put the Fast and the Furious cast in it. There you go. <laughs> I would love to see them in a Christine movie. There you go. There's the next premise for the next Fast and the Furious. They're fighting, ki- <laughs> they're fighting killer cars now. But only one thing could beat that, and that's the family. love of family. <laughs> uh, next piece we're talking about is uh, Aquaman 2 is just, uh, it's gone in production. It started, I think it started filming. And uh, it's got a t- uh, title. We can't just call can't just call things two anymore. Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom sounds very much sounds very pulpy. Sounds very Indiana Jones, which is very much the tone of the first one. Um, except James Wan is back in the driver's seat for this one. Amber Heard is presumably also back for this one, uh, even though he probably she probably should be gone. Because a she's a shitty person, b she's also just a bad actress. Um, but yeah, uh, Aquaman and the and the Lost Kingdom. So, we there was talk about a Lost Kingdom in the first one. I don't know if we ever go there. I don't know if the, where Nicole Kidman was found constitutes the Lost Kingdom. Um, but you know, it looks like they're really getting back into Atlantean politics. Which, okay, cool. Uh, I think that I don't know if uh, Black Man is going to be back. I don't know if Ocean Master is going to be back. No world yeah. is going to be returning for this film. But Russell, are you excited for Aquaman too? Yeah, I mean, I am. I really pleasantly surprised with the first one. I liked it. Um, again, this is like the DC kind of on its up now, you know, with the success of Shazam um, and obviously Wonder Woman. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it um, it kind of makes me curious to see what they're going to do with the uh, the whole entire storyline of where they're going to push this universe, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah no worries. And that's it for a release on December Oh, when's it coming out? It's coming out next. It's coming out next December. I know that December sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. So right around the corner. Uh, next piece we're talking about is uh, Amazon going all in on Lord of the Rings, and going around. The oh yeah, all in. Didn't think they. I, I never thought I'd see them go this route. Uh, they're doing a Lord of the Rings anime based on the story. Oh, wow. Based on the origin story of Helm's Deep, which I dealt. Which again, I never. I never read the books. I don't know. What the backstory of Helm's Deep is, but yeah, yeah, a Lord of the Rings anime is just a strange. It's a strange combination. Yeah, no, I I agree, but I mean, I can see it lending itself to that environment I was because about of to the say, fact, you know, yes, the yeah. giant fantastical elements would lend itself really well to the animated format. Yeah, and this is the first time they're going back to the animated format because you know uh, Ralph Bakshi did do his, you know, his uh, animated adaptation back in the eighties. No, I'm sorry, the seventies. Uh, so yeah, I do think that it, it works. It's just a weird thing to announce, and yeah, uh, like I said, Amazon—they are really, really trying to pump out these Lord of the Rings projects. Oh yeah, they see something. They're gonna—they're going all in. 
makes me really nervous about what they're going to do with Bond because they have the rights to that now too. Uh oh, anime Bonds, watch out! (laughs) (laughs) Watch out! Next piece of news: the make this this Paramount Plus making of the Godfather show is heating up. They have now found that Francis Ford Coppola, in the form of Mr. Dan Fogler, presumably presumably because Oscar Isaac wasn't available. Um, yeah. But yeah, Dan Fogel is going to be playing the uh, famed filmmaker Francis Ford Coppola in the film about the making of The Godfather. Uh, now, again, actor I, I like. Uh, yeah. Hasn't really done anything quite like this, but uh, I am very curious to see this story. Like the Miles, We talked last week about how Miles Taylor is replacing Army Hammer in this show as a producer yeah. of this film. Uh, very curious to see who else they get the cast. Uh, like, I'm very curious to see who they get as the cast. Like one is, I want to know who's playing young Brando. Or, uh, yeah. Or a uh, young Pacino, a young Khan, yeah, a young Duvall. I mean, yeah, who got so many? Yeah, it's gonna be tough, crazy to see that. Yeah, but either way, I'm definitely excited for this show, yeah, and also most because Paramount Plus, they need something, <laughs> they need some stuff. This is gonna be it, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna be the one. Oh and yeah. Last thing we're talking about, I for some reason I don't, most because this is the last thing on my list, and I didn't get to it earlier. But yeah, this is what, this is what we're leaving off on. Uh, the DC League of Super Pets film. Uh, Dwayne Johnson was out as Crypto. He promised more cast members coming soon, and he delivered on such. First of all, we got a, a uh, basically a concept, a proof of concept video, basically just showing what what Crypto is going to look like. Okay, it looks about what you would expect. Uh, like I said, he's going to be playing Crypto. Additional uh, cast members include Kevin Hart because why not? He's going to be playing Ace the Bat Hound, which is Batman's dog. Other cast yeah. members include Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, Vanessa Bayer, Natasha Leone, Diego Luna, and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no idea who any, not, no word on who anybody else is playing. Uh, I really hope one of these. I really hope Keanu Reeves is Aquaman Seahorse. Uh, um, does this lend a crossover to them fighting Paw Patrol? They could. They could I mean, hey, they could fight the Paw Patrol. It's, it's, all, it's on the table. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, DC Super Pets. I, again, this is one that I am surprised sure. is still getting made. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So we don't know who who else is gonna be who, but yeah, we do know one of them is Kangaroo is gonna be in the movie. Jumpa, Supergirl's cat, Streaky the Super Cat. I that, oh, that could that could that could be John Krasinski or Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're basically fun crime fighting on their own, and I do I do like it. You know, it seems like they're making a lot of comics for. The older audience, even though kids can go to them, it's nice that you know kids get their own comic book adaptation because it seems like a lot of kids' comic properties go straight to t- straight to TV. Yeah, this helps us out too as parents because yeah, pa- like as parents. we get, we get entertained, and on top of it, we're kind of like passing a torch kind of down. And it's, and it's being directed by Jared Stern, who was a co-director on Mitchell's vs. the Machines, which again, I I adored that film. That film was fantastic. So again, uh, have a lot of, and he's writing as well. So again, have a lot of hopes for this movie. Uh, and I, th- I, th- I think the project with DC Super Pets could, could be really fun. That's going to do it for us uh, as far as notorious, notorious news goes. We now move on to our movie of the week. That is Love, Simon. So Love, Simon came out in 2018. It was an, it was an early release, too. Um, yeah, it was, I remember seeing it in the cold. Uh, say what? I remember seeing it out in the cold. I remember it was snowing. <laughs> I don't remember what day it came out, but I remember it was cold. It was <laughs> I remember seeing it because it's funny because it was right before I was uh, right when I was beginning training with uh, TSA. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I remember this came out and this and this was 
I didn't know anything about it before I saw like a trailer randomly at a, at a screening I went to. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't realize this was about like a gay, like a gay team. Not to mention, and this also gained a lot of notoriety for the fact that this was the first major, the first film made by a major studio to be about to be about a gay teen romance. I did. Wow, it took took that long. It's crazy. Yeah, it took, took that long, which is, I mean, it's crazy, but it's also kind of understandable because, like, this is, it feels like we're not a point where studios can make can make these movies now. Um, yeah, I get it. So yeah, uh, this came out. Uh, came out to, yeah, crit- critical acclaim, box office success. I'm pretty sure well, this was a hit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, made 66 million off a budget of 10, which oh. again, considering you know the, considering how, you know, numbers are charged, this is actually a pretty successful film. Yeah. Uh, so how does and also spawn a spinoff show on Hulu called Love Victor? Uh, so how does this? stack up today because i remember really liking it when i saw in 2018 haven't seen it same in here. years neither have i yeah same, we're on the same exact page with this yeah so we'll definitely uh so yeah uh we were definitely curious to see how it's held up and yeah let's take a look this is love simon so the movie starts off we instantly meet our main character simon played by nick robinson we hear you know he's got this he's got this great life he's got great parents got a sister who's just the food network yeah. I, I love that bit where like Josh about to try the food. It's like this is really good, honey. No, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to humor her though. Yeah, he's he's got, he's got friends. You know, they do they do tip the typical stuff. He's got, you know, everything's great in his life except for the fact he's got one secret. The gardening boy stole his stole his t-shirt. Nah, oh kidding. damn! He's Desperate gay. Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's gay. Which I do want to talk about Nick Robinson right right at the top, because he th- this is the movie that made me look at Nick Robinson I'm like oh no you're like a legit you're like a legit really good actor, because yeah. he's really great in this film. No, I mean he is. I mean I think he's absolutely the the shining star in this film as he should be because it's I mean it's called Love Simon but uh, yeah he's the strength of this film. Absolutely. Really shows you what type of actor this kid can be. Yeah, this 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 movie was always going to uh, succeed or fail on the strength of his performance. And he delivers, man. Like yep. He is, he's 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 vulnerable. He's like he brings the vulnerability. He brings the you know the res- the reservedness to this character. He's funny. He's got great chemistry with his friends, his parents. Uh, yeah. And the one thing I admired about this film is the fa- is the portrayal, the the writing of Simon as a character, because yeah. like I like that they took a more. You know, normalistic in in a sense, normalistic approach to him, just because like I remember, yeah. you know, remember like in the nineties when like gay was a character's identity when like, a character was gay, that was their entire identity. Oh, yeah, he was like a standout character, like by himself on exactly. an island. You know what I mean? Exactly. But he, yeah, I like the approach where he's just like no, like he he's just like anybody you could know. He he's not yeah. he's not a gay teen. He is a teen who happens to be gay. Yeah, and I think this is what really is important as a movie as a whole too, just because of that that message that it, you know it's you're not one certain way. No, exactly. What you said, like, you know like, what I mean? Like, there's you, like there's no way, like like gay like there's there's no like set no set in stone. There's no like you know not every gay person is like super flamboyant, super like yeah. big and big and super altruistic. No, sometimes yeah. it's like regular people who just happen to like the same sex. And I think yeah, that, I mean that's yeah. I, I think that's a really great way to portray a character like this. 
It is because I think it, 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 it makes it more believable, I would say, more you know, realistic kind of what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, and it's also like like a really kind of like not a who's who of young actors, but like a lot of like really like a lot of young actors you recognize from other stuff. Like his like his yeah. like his girl best friend is played by Catherine Langford, Thirteen Reasons Why. Uh, Alexander Ship. Alexander Ship, who was in Storm. This 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 feel like movie this feel like a movie she would get before she played Storm. Isn't yeah. that strange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like before this she was yeah. you know, she was Storm, she was straight out of Compton. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah like this feel like a movie she would get she would do before she did that. I think it's I think it's kinda of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he drives a car that makes me think his parents must secretly hate him. Yeah, because look at look look at this jalopy he's driving. Yeah, this poor kid. It, as as was I, I I seen like in the back end of the film, his dad's driving an Audi. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you do that? You clearly have money because your house yeah, look, is nice. Look at this house. You have money. The, the, the house is nice. Like they're well to do. You can kind of tell that they're both. I mean, both have good jobs. Yeah. Uh, so something else I want to highlight is the adults because they the, the, the biggest last of the movie for me at least come from the adults, mainly the yeah. principal played by the Tony principal. Hale. Uh, yeah. Principal and one of the kids which we'll get to. Uh, I I love the principal because he's like one of those one of those teachers who he's the vice principal. I'm sorry, one of the teachers yeah. who's like tries to be. He tries to be like on the level of the kids, and he's like, the, as a student, like you would laugh at this guy, but like you dig him because he's so corny. Yeah, he's on nowhere near their level, but he tries his best to try when to relate. To it's people, usually like, like a train wreck. And in the sense that like he's not, he ends up being like relatable to the kid because like he's a student. Like what? Like when I was in, in high school, this is the teacher would be like, ah, he's 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 corny, he's ridiculous, but I like that dude. Yeah. Yeah, but I but I like it, and, and like we'll obviously talk later. I like the one part when after everybody in the school's found out that he's gay. You know what I mean? That that interaction he has with him the day back from school. Yeah, I also like this next scene because we see that he's chilling with his family. His parents played by Josh Duhamel and Jennifer Gardner, and in one scene they they perfectly convey why he has such a tough time coming out to his parents because you know they're, yeah. they're, they're having their family TV and trying to figure out what to watch, mm-hmm. and then he starts making jokes about how. The batch, the guy in the Bachelor is very clearly gay. Yeah. So obviously, Simon here and that obviously, yeah, is, that is like, his, hey, yeah, you know, he's he's going to stand back. Yeah, like, exactly. So like, yeah. it, it, subtle things like that, I think, make a really big difference in the grand scheme yeah. of this movie. Well, and you got to understand too, Josh uh, Dumble's character was a jock in high school. He's a football star and stuff like that. So I mean, I'm not not justifying you know his his words and stuff like that. But you know what I mean? It's that, that, that like, kind of like that locker room talk type stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, you never get the sense that he's hom- he's homophobic. No, 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 no. He just doesn't think before he speaks. You know exactly. what I mean? I think he's just so set in that. You know. Yeah, you, you never feel like he's a, he's a homophobe. You just like no. he doesn't really. He's not really down with. Uh, he doesn't really understand. You know the idea of homosexuality, or doesn't understand like the times that we're living in now. Exactly. You know, present day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now here's where the actual movie gets going because there's this there's this whole site called Crease Secrets, which is basically every high school had this page where just like people like confessing things like an- anonymously. Could, could you imagine that shit? My my school had one of these. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my like, god. There was, entire, oh. there was an entire Instagram in which oh people god. would confess things they did. And some uh, of the things you read, it's like, what the like? You, you, every everyone I go to school with is a bad person. Thank God I didn't have that shit when I was oh in high school. God, I dude. mean, like the th- the things you hear, like, like again, going to high school in, in a digital age was it's insane. 
I mean, we had cell phones, don't get me wrong, but of course we had cell phones that were like, you could just text, that's it, and play yeah. Snake. I mean, you couldn't do any of the good shit, you know what I mean? But no, yeah, between like between like confession pages, nude wow. leaks, like so many things like happened at my at my high school. I'm just like, my God, was it like, was it like, the, it could have been like this in the 90s. Wow, I'm old. <laughs> that's, that's what that tells me. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, so yeah, there's a kid who confesses the fact that he's a, he's closeted he, he's closeted gay. So Simon obviously finds you know he he finds a kindred spirit in this in this kid, and he and he and he because he, he's he wrestling with the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He, and like oh, he's someone who I can relate to on a level, someone who relates to me on a level that nobody else does. Yeah, and so yeah, he, uh, Simon starts writing. Uh, Simon starts writing to the to this kid. Or, and I do like the way, like the next day, like he he writes his email, sends sends it to him, and he's like, "Damn!" And, and he has he reacts the same way someone would when you text a girl for the first time, and they're not, and they're like, they're, oh, "You're away from the text back." Dude, I I got to all the feelings of it, dude. I yeah. like you sit back and you're like, "Oh my god, will you just send something back? Just send something back." You think every like beep or whatever is a yeah, you, is a message from that person, yeah, you, man. You, you just can't wait to hear. You know, I just I I got the feels thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, like like the anxiety or like did I say, did I say the right yeah. thing? Yeah, just like did, did their service go out? Like what is happening? Do they not like me? Like you sitting there wrestling around <laughs> in your head, these different emotion whirlwind of emotions going on. Yeah. Uh, Another big part of this movie is the whole theater production. They're doing cabaret, which I'm surprised they're allowed to perform in a school. Yeah, a little, little raunchy for uh, yeah, a for little, school. Little, uh, risque for high school production, yeah. but whatever. It's just a little Look, bit. In this universe, in this universe, where families are can like find people to watch the affair together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? Any, you know, anything goes. And yeah. also, some of the, oh. shit the, vice, the vice principal talks about with with, with Simon later, uh, which we'll get to. But uh, <laughs> something. This is just my, my favorite adult character, which is the, the theater teacher. Yeah. And I want to get this actress's name right because let me see. Oh, I want to figure out who this is. This is. Who the fuck She's is, funny. Who the fuck is this? What is her name? Uh, I cannot find her name. I'm sorry. She's she's funny. I know who you're talking oh, here about. We go. She's, she's uh, super N- funny. N- Natasha Natasha Rothwell. Uh, who she was a she was a writer on SNL. She's on Insecure. She's hilarious <coughs> in this film because she basically says the things that every teacher wants to say but can't because they get fired. Yeah, and like yeah, she has like these. She's going on these speeches and had these one-liners that are just they're 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 hilarious. They're amazing. And her 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 scenes obviously near the end too. Yeah, she she steals. This is an actress who steals every single scene she's in. Yeah. For sure. There's also this all the part where like the vice principal talks talks to <laughs> talk to Simon like being on Tinder. I'm just like, yeah, what? which is so random. <laughs> like, yeah. what, fu- what fucking world is this? Yeah, yeah. These guys must be really open with their teachers. I'm like, damn. Well, I I, I, w- I wish I could. I I, I, I want to be the way I had this kind of you know, it's kind of you yeah. know, open openness with people I I, <laughs> I went to school with. Uh, Seriously, not nowadays that vice principal would be fired. Yeah, so Simon goes to check to check his email in a public library, nonetheless. That's strike one. Uh, so yeah, and it, not logging out, strike two, and not Come logging on. out, strike two, which allows you better than that. Uh, another student to log in, see what he's been talking about. Uh, Martin, played by Logan. He's a Miller. shithead. This this guy is the worst Fucking part hate of the movie. <laughs> I hate this. He's I hate this guy. But so he plays it well. Much. He plays it well though. Now, look, this, uh, he's this, a this shithead. This is not 
a statement on the actor Logan Miller. He's very clearly doing what he was written and directed to do. But, but the, he's definitely the a shithead. The actor as movie. he's written and directed to be is a shithead for reasons yeah. we'll get into later. Oh, I mean, insert insert uh, reasons why. There's thousands of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, at this point we also see that this is where we also got, kind of becomes a mystery because you're constantly trying, you're looking at every character trying to figure out who this person could, like who this blue guy could be. Did you remember, by the way? Because I sat there and I was kind of confused. I was kind of thinking, who the hell is it? But I, 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 then I, that... I did admittedly forget. I'm just like, oh, wait. Until Achille came back on screen. I'm like, who, who was it again? Oh, yeah, that and, guy. And that's and that's right, too. Because when I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute. I think it was him. And sure as shit, it was him. But, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah. Uh, and it's funny because, like, Blue will mention things in his email that characters will mention. And, and like, it, like, the movie immediately turns, like, suspicion to, like, one character. Like, for example, in this most recent email he gets... He mentioned that, <coughs> Blue mentioned how much he likes the uh, Halloween Oreos, which yeah, the one which, one are, which are Oreos. delicious, by the way. Which are great. I don't know what it is about the colored Oreo that just tastes better <laughs> dude, than the regular ones. Dude, there's something. I don't know if they add drugs they, or I, uh, I PCP. I like they add like cocaine and like the, the, the holiday oh ones because the dude, best Oreos for some uh, reason yeah. are Halloween and Christmas. I completely agree. I think red and orange are the best uh, Oreos. I, I completely al- agree. I always go stock up. When when those come out, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to October now or September when they come out. So am I. Uh, but yeah, so uh, now and coincidentally, he has Oreos in his pocket, and there's another kid, Bram, who's on the soccer team uh, with uh, his homie. What's 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 the Mexican homie's name? Oh Lord! Crap! What is what is this dude's name? The guy from the guy from Bumblebee. Hold on, I, I'm this this is gonna bug me. I know you're talking about Nick, the Nick. Yeah, he's the one that's Ronaldo for the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we'll, yeah. <laughs> which we'll get to. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's just like, oh, can I get an Oreo? I love, I love the Halloween. The Halloween's are the best. He's like, oh, boom, gotcha. Boom, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Skippy. But you don't know that everybody loves the Halloween Oreos. <laughs> Every, yeah, that that, that 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 Simon, that's not gonna get you anywhere. That's that's everyone's <laughs> that's everyone's favorite Oreo. Um, I'm sorry. Like Chance and I just threw it. We aired out our. We spilled our coffee. Uh, we're, we're, at, we're at it. We're, we're we're both secretly blue. There you have it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I do. Th- I also do like how because Simon, as you read in these emails, is, is is you know thinking of blue writing them, and every time I like he thinks that. it's somebody else. It's like, somebody different. Do, yeah, I do, do like those that. scenes with the person he thinks it is. Yeah, I do like that aspect of it, and I kind of catch on. You kind of catch on to it after like the second or third one when there's a different person doing it. Exactly. Because you think initially, oh my god, that's blue, but it's they're not gonna reveal blue like that. Yeah, it's like oh, we're, we're we're thirty minutes in. It, it ain't you. Yeah, no, it, it's not. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, this is the part, and this is where you start to hate Martin. Now you already don't yep. like this like this guy because he's like one of the dudes who like he tries to, be, he's like the dude that tries to be funny and tries to be hip, but just. She comes across as really uh, annoying, and wants to be like best friends with everybody. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, like you, you, you hate, you hate this guy already. But he's the guy who found, like I said, he's the guy who found to, on Simon's emails when he didn't log out. Which again, kind of your fault. You're better than that, Simon. You're better than that. You should know this. You should know these things. Especially if you're carrying around that big of a secret, you don't want anybody to know. Exactly. Like you think you think you'd be more careful. But anyways, he says like he found like look, I know I know you're gay, and it's fine. But here's the thing. You're friends with Abby. I like Abby. Yep. So all you have to do is just help me help me get with her 
and yeah. I won't leak your emails. But if you do, I'm yeah. gonna leak your emails. That's such a. I mean, that's such I'm an like, asshole that, move, man. That is like that is like domestic terrorism. Dude, like honestly, like like I'm not trying to be funny, but like people would kill themselves over shit like this. No, they would. Like, like if, they honestly, if this shit happened. Would. Yeah, like, like, they, like legit would because of the anxiety that these guys would feel. Yeah, no, like there have been students, there have been like teen kids and teens who have been outed and have either attempted suicide or committed suicide. I mean, it, it, it's it, you don't walk that type of rope, man. You don't even cross that shit. No, and kind of like you know, that's that's super fucked up. Yeah. So. It's like, all right, fine. If this if this is my only option, and yeah, and and then the point where like Simon asks himself, like, asks like, Blue, do you want do you want to like reveal our identities? <laughs> it's like, or, or no, that's not what he asks. He asks like, what are you dressing as? He's like, he's like, I'm not dressing. I'm like, okay, you know, I lied. I, I am dressed for Halloween. I'm just not telling you who I am because I'm not ready for you to know who I am. I'm not ready for my whole world to change. And I like yeah. the way like I like when he reads as he sees his fa- he sees his family as, as you know as normal and happy and as white as they can be. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. It's fine. You, yeah. You're cool. Even though <laughs> I already got you, Skippy. <laughs> you don't even know. Uh, but yeah, he's like, okay, you know what? Uh, fine, I'll help you. Just, 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 just keep, just keep all this quiet. And yeah, going to this kid's room. First of all, these kids have unnaturally big rooms. Huge rooms. Huge rooms. Like where, where was where this room when I was growing up? Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah, these parents all have money. These parents all got <clears throat> everyone in this town got money. Seriously. But yeah, like looking at this kid, like I'd have a lot of this decor. Like I definitely have the young Frankenstein poster if I had the option. But like so many of this is like, yeah, no, dude, you're you're kind of an you're an asshole. Like I I want to punch you in the face just for, just by looking at this room. Yeah, it's just one of those things, man. Yeah, it's just ugh, he's such a shitty person for holding us over him. Yeah, you are. You, 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 he's not endearing. He's, he's not like, oh, he, at least he's funny about it. No, he's just an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. And yeah, this is part we're talking about. Like, he, like the his buddy Nick comes as Ronaldo, but this is yeah. not every every athlete did. And I, I myself am guilty of doing this, where you just like wear like your like your uniform or your, like your equipment. And call that call that your costume. Really? I did this. Once I never did I did that once I when I was uh, when I was a kid. But, but, I, but never did that. The thing I did was my dad had his old. I had my dad's old college jersey, and I wore that okay. over my pads. All right, that's different. Yeah, but I, I never did that. I, 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 no. I, I was never this degree of lazy though. No, yeah, the scotch tape, something. Scott, Why don't you just buy a jersey, buy a shirt? Just go buy a jersey. No, they're, not, they're not even Madrid colors. Yeah. yeah. Is that Ronaldo's number? I. Is it, that's a good question. Because his number was seven in the movie, I remember. Yeah. I, I want to say yes. He is. Okay, Ronaldo is number seven, so he's got the number. Okay. Ones. All right, so we'll, we'll, give him ha- we'll give him half credit for that. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, they go to the they go to the party, but they got to bring Mar- they got to bring Martin along. Uh, <laughs> shit, yeah, that's shit, shithead. That's everyone's reaction. It's like I invited Martin. Ugh. It's a shithead. Yeah, and again, he totally does not jive with anybody here. First of all, just just look at how the fuck he's. I I want to punch again. Just, just, I, I have like a like a punch Martin in the face. I want to punch. Yeah. I want to punch you in the face based on what you're wearing right now. He just tries way too hard. No, that's I think that's, that I think that's it. That's exactly that's shit. I I, I don't even realize that. Yes, you're exactly right. Yeah. He's the dude that tries way too way hard. too hard. Yeah, it's like he's here. You need to be all the way down here. Exactly. Like, dude, dude yeah. come down. Just just let's just let's just chill. All right. Let's just, let's just, yeah. let's just vibe. All right. It's fine. Yeah. 
So yeah, but again, which look, look, I mean, these guys try, but they don't try like overly, overly hard. No, no, like not not to this level. And yeah, this, we kind of realize that Nick also kind of has the hots for Abby. You don't realize it now. You realize it like the first time you meet him, where it's like, oh, get, 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 get Abby's coffee with milk. She likes milk. She likes milk in a coffee. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why I know that. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> they they try and they he tries to get away from try to get, get away from Nick and get her with Martin. So they play Beirut, which I don't know. Is, I don't know if it's a form of beer pong. I never I never heard of this particular sect of it. I just know no regular beer pong. So yeah, I'm, we just it's, it's just it's too complicated. It's just beer pong. It's best beer pong. Just just say that. So, yeah. Uh, Simon gets toasted. And he's about ready to call out Bram. He's just like, okay, Bram, I know you're blue, and it's cool, because I'm Jacques. <laughs> but he goes and barges in on him with a girl. Ah, well, cross him off the list. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's Again, we're back, we're back to square one, and Simon gets puked on. Another reason you want to punch Martin. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. And again, uh, this is the kid that you know you brought him to the party. And how does he repay you? He he throws up all over you. This is your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so uh, they go they go back to his house. Like, oh shit, they gotta get back inside before the parents realize they're drunk. And they're also like very these par- these, these parents. I don't know why he's so. Uh, okay, chill. I, I get why. I get why he's concerned about coming out to them. But I don't. I also don't get why because like he comes home. They're chill. He's very clearly yeah. drunk. And he's taking a girl up to his room when they think you're straight. So just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But but it's funny that they try to ration out. Well, he's home before curfew. He's home before curfew. He didn't drive. Yeah, we're yeah. fine. <laughs> no, gotta worry cool. about it. Oh, dude! I remember the first time I came home drunk. My oh, oof. I, yeah. no, the First time I came home drunk, my mom took me. My mom was at the party with me. <laughs> oh, seriously, I remember. We uh, did shots at my one friend's house. I think uh, we were like seniors in high school. I, I remember the first, the first time I like I like really wanted like hey, like my because like my mom has like we have like these family friends who are, like I'm like my, my mom's friend with the parents and I'm from the kids yeah. and you know like they have this one we 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 had a house party one day that one day and like, they always had them and I never really drank at the par- at the parties and I'm yeah. like you know what I'll drink tonight why not. Yeah, yeah. Like my, my, my mom's there, so it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. So yeah. I got wasted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, like, I just remember, like I said, coming home, and I woke up in bed, and I had no idea how I got there. <laughs> Apparently my dad car- must have carried me in or whatever because I was so messed up. Like I, I did shots of vodka, Ooh. and he couldn't smell anything on me, so he thought I was like on drugs or something like that. He called like crying to my mom and shit like he didn't know what was going on, and my mom was probably like – because my parents are divorced. And he was like uh, – my mom was like, yeah, he's probably just drunk, blah, 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 you know. And woke up the next morning, and it's like, oh, fuck, what happened? You know, you get that guilty feeling and shit like that. You're like, oh, God, what happened last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, we see a scene between him and I think I think Catherine Langworth's character. His name is Leah, right? Leah sounds from Yeah. Leah, yeah, Leah. But that, she had this whole scene where she's just like, you know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna love somebody so much that ends up, ends up hurting me. I'm not, like, I'm gonna love somebody who doesn't love me back. And like, you can tell who she's you like, can crushing tell who she's talking about, but I I can see like in I can see the intent because the whole thing like Simon thinks that he's that she's in love with Nick, 
But like, it's very yeah. obvious he's in love with Simon. Yeah, but I can see Simon's rationale with it because, well, first off, he's gay. But yeah. two, like, you know what I mean? I think it's just him just ignoring the fact that he can't read that. You know what I mean? He yeah. can't, like, read but there, that pick, pick up. But there are also scenes in the movie in which Lena, which Lena is with Nick and she's act, like the way she, like, acts with Nick. To where, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I can. Yeah, like, if you, to the untrained eye, you yeah. could see the fact that you, you could see them being like attracted to each other. It's like, Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're attracted to them. That's, that's, that's what I decree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like this next scene though, because it's like, you know, like what, what, what is, is unfair? Why do you only straight people, straight people have to come out? Why only gay people have to come out? Why don't straight people have to come out to their parents? <laughs> Dude, it was funny. It's funny though. Yeah, I, I, I'm it's straight. Like, I like, mom, I like women. I like women. I'm heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> the one where I'm metrosexual or whatever. Yeah. Or no, she's, 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 she's funny. I'm, I'm heterosexual. Oh, I'm, I'm heterosexual. Okay, I thought yeah. she said something. I thought somebody said something about being metro. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I love I love all the reactions of the parents. <laughs> They're reacting like, like the parents, like the parents, like just told, like they were just told like like, like you would they, they react how would you expect a parent to react if they were just told their their child is gay. But I like this scene because of the fact that it's like straight people don't have to worry about that. You know what yeah, I mean? We like, don't have that pressure to to do and, that. You know what I mean? The thing you don't think about, but it's like, no, yeah, yeah. Like, like you, like you would never, like I would never have to tell my parents that I'm heterosexual. Like, yeah, it's just kind of understood, it's, and it's, that's it's the kind thing. Of an expected yeah. thing. Which is, but, which but is I can see, think see the pressure. You no, can see exactly. the pressure that it's on Simon. Yeah. So like, I I, I would let's like vis visit like a par- like you know a parallel dimension, in which you know. You do have to do that, in which, like, you know, like this, it's not the norm. Like, like there's, there is no norm, in which you have to say, like, yeah. you know, what you, what your preference is, and like, I think that'd be like a really interesting thing to like see how that would play out. And I think this would and be how, yeah. like a really interesting question. And that, like, oh yeah, like, like yeah, like straight people don't have to worry about this. And the parents you love, how would they, how would they how respond would they, to it? You know what I mean? How would they so, react? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do think that. Yeah. yeah, like Simon's like you know what, Col- like college coming soon. I can be as I can be as out as I want. I can have Whitney Houston dance numbers out in public if I really wanted to. <laughs> Which I think is an anthem for like gays or something because I always hear that oh, song. Well, yeah, dance somebody. That's like that's like that's like oh, one of several. Huge. That's like one of several gay anthems. Oh, it's it's such a great song though. Yeah, you can't help but sing along. Oh, you can't. Oh, you can't. You know, not not not, <laughs> not, mean, not to not, not to pre-crack Whitney Houston. You can't help it. No, I mean that's fuck, dude. I'll belt that out. Oh, it's so a good tune. I, same here. I'll, I'll, I'll go karaoke, sing some of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Martin just like, you know, look, Simon, I don't want to be the bad guy here, even though you're very clearly being the bad guy here. Yes. And he's just like, look, I don't want to be the bad guy here, but I'm not getting here with Abby. And I need you. You got to you gotta, look. I don't want to link your emails, but I will. He's such an asshole. He's like it's like, asshole. dude, he, he's putting a situation in your hand. Like that's on you to do it. Yeah, like, like he's giving you opportunity. <laughs> it's not his. It's no. not his fault. You suck at this. He's leading you to the water. He can't drink it for you. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, okay, uh, how about we, uh, how about we go hang out at Waffle House, run lines, the three of us, with with, with Abby. You're like, yeah, yeah. That, that sounds fun. Sure. Which I swear, Waffle House like paid for this demonstration, this this promotion. And man, I remember watching I watched this movie. I ate Waffle House for like four days after this. It did make me want to go to Waffle House. I'm not gonna lie. Waffle House is tight. Man. I love Waffle House. Oh, Waffle House is banging. This is that's like one of the best. Like I'm drunk and I don't want to wake up hungover cures. 
It's like Denny. It's like our Denny. Like Denny's back when we used to go out. Yeah, we'd always go to Denny's or Kings. Yeah, so uh, they start. They start to hang out. And this is where they they try to build chemistry between Martin and Abby, but again, Martin's still just trying way too hard. But there's a time that you're convinced that she's digging him. But yeah, like, uh, like yeah, there's a point where like he does something where it's just like. You know, like, hey, this is Abby. She's awesome. She deserves a motherfucking superhero. Not, not, not motherfucking, but she deserves like, a goddamn like a, superhero. Yeah. Which is funny because you, like, I was a superhero. But we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does this. And, yeah, she, she's, in, she's into it. But then we get suspect number two in the great blue hunt. Dun, dun, dun. It's there. It's the waiter. I don't know his name. Who I c- Colin, dude, who clearly, they clearly get the gay vibes from from Colin. Now. You do, you do feel it. you do feel your gay your gaydar start to go off a little bit. Oh, absolutely! Just by his like the way he is, like he's super shy, but he's like, yeah. you can kind of tell he's kind of like, kind of feeling Simon a little bit, like the vibes you pick up, you know. But I do love his rationale because it's, the whole reason, especially, he gets an email from Blue, like he sees him outside, like doing something on his phone. As soon as he's yeah. done with that, he gets an email from Blue. So he assumes that was him, like, like messaging him or emailing him, which is, I mean, would anybody else would do if you're. I mean, yeah, you look, if, you, if, you, if you're grasping at straws like this, I mean, you're going to grasp at anything. So grasp away, Simon. And we see that Blue's deciding to come out to his dad when they go out of town for the holidays, which inspires Simon to come out to Abby. Which you would think, like, why, why is coming out to Abby first out of anybody else? That's the that's the one you would you would want your homegirl that you've known the longest I think first. But I but I think this is why he he chose Abby because he hasn't known her. I think he had in the movie too. He hasn't known her as long, so it makes sense it's, it's, the other way too. It's easier, like the like the preconceived the, notion of Simon the judgment isn't as strong. It's not as strong. She doesn't have as strong a preconceived notion of Simon in general. So it would yeah. be easier to for her to digest the fact that he that she's not who he originally thought she was. Yeah, no, I, I and I can see that too. You know, you you can see both of the rationale behind it. And I love her reaction, where she's just like, "Oh, okay," just like, just yeah, like all that, all that all that worry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a really great reaction to have. Where it's like, "Oh, okay," because I think it shows how how slowly gay has become kind of normalized in our society. Where it's just like, like someone coming out isn't as big a deal anymore. No, it's not. It's not that whole like it used to be like all taboo. Oh, you can't do that. You can't talk about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not really taboo. It's, I, really I think taboo. it's absolutely it's more dirty. accepting now. Yeah, it's it's, it's more accepted. We're just like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it doesn't change the per like that's what you know. I just never understood. It doesn't change the person. I mean, it's it's kind of what you said at the beginning. It's just them happening to like the same sex. I mean, it doesn't change who they are. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's also. I seem like this also played out for laughs, or like later. We haven't talked about the other the other gay character in this movie. I don't remember what his name exactly is, but uh, Garrett, who's the who's the other gay character? I think. Who's 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 funny? But then also, you really like I. There's a couple scenes I just feel like bad for the kid, you know? Yeah, because he has it worse than anybody. No, no, sorry, it's not. Yeah. It's not Garrett. I apologize. It's not him. I don't know which one. Ethan. Ethan, Ethan is the one. he's the one that dresses more girly. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. So <laughs> I love to see where he comes out. Like, guys, I have to tell you, I'm gay. He's like, and all the, all his friends are like, what? No, yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. surprised. Like, better, like 
nothing yeah. else could surprise me as much as this right here. <laughs> yeah. But, but those yeah. kids are ruthless to, to Ethan, though. They are. Especially those, those, like, those two assholes who become, become later in the movie. But, like, oh. he, he has, like, aside from those two guys, he doesn't get much trouble. He's just, he's just out. Like, they, they, they know. Like, we, yeah. we know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Martin's still hanging around Abby, and which is just, like, which is, Nick is just like, yo, what the fuck? When did she start liking Martin? <laughs> when did she start liking Martin? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I also forgot to mention how, she, uh, Simon, when he found out Nick was going to ask her out, lied and said she had like a, a boyfriend in college. Like, yeah, because yeah, well, you got to protect the story, man. You got to protect your, uh, you know, he doesn't yeah, want he, you know his sexuality coming out. He he, he he can't have Nick. Da- he can't have Nick dating Abby because then Martin can't date Abby, and then everything's just gone to. Pfft. But he's like, oh, you can't date Abby, but you know what about Leah? Yeah, she's cool. She's really yeah. into you. Yeah, she's a female. She like you. She's a female. She like you. And and you know, so she asks out Leah, and he's like, "Hey, yo, so uh, Nick asked me to dinner before the homecoming game." He's like, "Yeah, uh, oh, just the go. two of us, just the two of us." <laughs> uh, so yeah, they so that yeah, so they go they they go out before the homecoming game, and again, Leah lays lays it on really thick. Just like, yeah, she asked me out. Do you uh, you think I should go? Yeah, because uh, he wants to see. She wants to see if he if he goes jealous on it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, go, absolutely go, absolutely go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, please. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I also do think I also do like the dynamic change between him and Abby after this because you know, like, yeah, like we can talk about these things. We talk about how like, like how good guys look, just like you know, like like they can. Oh uh, yeah, with the cor- how's that quarterback how's look? That quarterback look? How's that quarterback looking? He looking fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because my my sister has like her her designated gay, and this is exactly how they are. That's great. Yeah, so we see that uh, the Waffle House guy is back at the game, wearing a super tight leather jacket. Which I was like, okay, yeah, no, this this is your du- this is your dude. He's even wearing a blue shirt. And this is the dude. And then he's coming and he wants to talk to you. He's like, dude, this guy's gay. Yeah, but then, nope, we got you again. It's not gay. He's actually in Abby. Which son of a bitch? Son of a bitch. Also, no, but also son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's not gonna work out with Abby, but yeah. Yeah. So Martin, yeah. So Martin decides, like, okay, like I have a really thing I want to do for Abby. It's kind of big. One thing is a good idea. I'm like, you know, like it's time, like you like, yeah, fuck it, go for it. I don't care. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. Do what you want to do. You're not gay, and I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the whole thing, the thing Martin does. Well, first of all, things are not things are. You feel tensions rising among the friend group just because of you know Nick and Leah going out to a place that Abby told Nick about, which is even more assholeish, by the way. Like why? Like damn! Like like, Nick, you you didn't do it like that, asshole. Why did you just say you ate somewhere else? Like why just fucking lie about it or or not or not go there? Yeah, like don't even lie. Just go somewhere else. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Like go to Waffle. Go to Waffle House. (laughs) Yeah, come on, that's. They paid good money to be represented they, in this yeah, film. Yeah, they, they paid good money to get representation in this film. You go, to, you're going to Waffle House, you, goddammit. And and you'll you'll thank us because Waffle House is delicious. Waffle House is bomb. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so again, just adding to Martin's asshole meter, the thing does. Oh man, he interrupts the national anthem. 
Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's worried about kneeling for the national anthem. This asshole interrupts yeah, like, like you, the national you, anthem. You get pissed at Colin Kaepernick for kneeling. <laughs> this is uh, this, this, this is interrupting. Dude, this he dude just finishes. so cold stops. He, he pulls a Kanye on this bitch, just like, hey, look, hey, hey, I'm let you finish. I love America. I'm let uh, you finish. But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing I gotta say. I gotta say this one real quick. And he basically just asks Abby out in front of the entire thing, which hey, props to the props for the balls. But again, it's the try hard aspect of it. Uh, I, I to me, it's like I, I it's, he gets his comeuppance just because of the fact that you know he gets that shut down. You feel for him a little bit, but then you think about what he's holding and the fact that he's blackmailing Simon, you, and you, you don't do, feel you, as you bad. You feel for him a little bit because like if you if you saw someone do this and they get shot down, uh, you're just, I mean, dude, you're, like, you're you yeah, bad. and then she completely friend zoned you in front of everybody. <laughs> like it's it's pretty bad. I, I this guy, dude, I would laugh at if I was if I was in this crowd, I would be laughing at this dude. <laughs> so goddamn oh. hard. God, it'd be rough, man. Yeah. Oof. But like, yeah, he even has like doves on cue. Oh my god! No, don't release the doves. She, she said no. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Yes. Yeah. So he go, he goes off and it's like, oof, that was that was ugly. And you know this is going to be the talk of the uh, the tabloid. Talk, yeah, the talk the talk of the school town. Oh yeah, so to speak. Uh, but we also forgot to mention that. There is another suspect on on the radar for Simon, because there is the piano player. I think his name is My- is it Miles? I think it's Miles. It's the, it's the other kid from Thirteen Reasons Why. Uh, he's like there's in, a, in an email. Blue mentioned the fact he's going to a cabin for the hol- for the holidays, and that's where that's where this kid mentioned he's going. It's like, oh, it could be this guy. Okay, <laughs> it seems like we're stepping down in quality of men, but I'll take it. He seems nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a guy. I I I know. Yeah, he's he's, he's an out man. I, we connect really well. He's not as not as pretty as the other two, but I, you know he's he's a good dude. I'll take him. Yeah, I'll settle. But then, this is where things go south. On Christmas, I didn't realize to, to watch this. On Christmas Eve, nonetheless, yeah, Martin decides to publish Simon's emails. Dude, oh my god, this this guy might be the biggest asshole in film history. This is maybe the biggest asshole in any movie we've, we've talked about since we've been reviewing movies on this channel. Yeah, like the worst clearly is this Christmas Kirk Cameron, and this this might be the biggest asshole in the film. Oh yeah, no, like this. Not only do you leak, do you leak these emails just to absolve your own yeah. your own dumbass self to you take the attention on. away from you because you're fucking embarrassed that you guys shut down. And you do it on fucking Christmas? On fucking Christmas? Yeah, dude, that's fucked up. That Especially is, the time like everybody's with their families and shit. That's fucked up. This is several, several levels of fucked up. Yeah, that's he's a big shithead, like we said. Yeah, but yeah, like, I, and I, just the way Simon reacts to it, he's just like, it, he's just in shock. But he's you get shock, it, though. You feel it. It's like, angry. dude. This was his, you know, his, this was his secret to tell at his time, and you, you know? You, yeah, we, we'll, get, we'll get the whole rundown of that later in the yeah. movie, but... Yeah, uh, I'm very curious what it takes place to you, because the dad's wearing a Georgia shirt, so like, is, is this Georgia? Because if it is, you may want to get out of town, buddy, because someone's probably going to beat you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously, they they fly their Confederate flags on her. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, God, yeah, they do. Um, yeah. And yeah, this is... And Chris Bourne, the sound word, Simon, takes time to come out to his parents. And they react about how you would expect. I mean, he has great parents. I don't think he. Re- I mean, he realizes it, but I don't think he realizes it. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. They're not. They're not. They're not upset. But 
the dad's kind of running his mouth because he doesn't know how to take it. Again, again, this is jock quarterback. I mean, you're telling that your son's gay, like you know what I mean. I think, I think a little bit of pride's knocked off of him just a little bit. You know what I mean? A little bit of pride. Or disappointment, disappointment. I would say. Just disappointment. Just like shock. Just like just the the inability to take to take this information in. Yeah. Where he just he just leaves, and Simon just like you know what? I'm out. Let's just let's just let's just be all I can be. Yeah. By googling how to dress, <laughs> how to how to dress, gay, how to dress like, like a gay guy. <laughs> it's it's just a barrage of tight of tight t shirts. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Or like plaid or whatever. Or wasn't plaid. It? Yeah. Plaid tight t shirts. Yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what all the rave is. You know, you didn't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, he's also been ignoring his friends the entire break. So this is his first time yeah. seeing him. Seeing him again, he goes and he's just like, "Hey, look, uh, Abby and I are like." Next, like Abby and I are dating now. I'm like, we're like, we're wondering why it took so long. And Simon, all of Simon's lies are unearthed right are unearthed right now. But to me, like, I think the thing that I just, I, I, if I say there's one bad spot about the movie, like, I get the pain that, like, I get the hurt that, like, you know, the friends feel. But you have to understand, Simon's. I think Simon has a lot more riding on this than, than anybody. You know what I mean? I think they should have been more understanding of the situation. You know. This should have been a little more understanding. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, yeah. like Simon is, he was basically being a sociopath. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, but he was protecting himself from getting I mean, yeah, outed he though. He, himself, he, you know, while at the yeah. same time, kind of screwing over his friends in in the way too, like pawn, like pawning yeah. off Abby to Martin, kind of uh, really setting up both of his friends to basically kind of get kind of get their hearts broken. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, so and we get the big reveal. We get the big shocking reveal. Russell. Uh oh. Leah wasn't in love with Nick. She was in love with Simon this whole time. I mean, I think anybody with any awareness totally could have told that she was into Simon. Yeah. Pulling from the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom book of weak ass twists. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, he's <laughs> Simon's basically kind of just—he's the talk. He's basically like the all eyes are on him when it comes to being in school. Something I didn't notice the first time I saw this movie, uh, as this, I, when the vice principal is like talking to him for the first time, he's wearing a gay pride flag. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. It's on his lapel. Dude, I had no idea. I didn't realize. Look, I'm like, oh wow. What? 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 What a crazy detail. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's like a little Easter. Not an Easter egg, but it's a little something you wouldn't even like find the first time or notice. I mean, I don't think you would. But yeah, like eyes, eyes are on Simon this, this this entire time. Like, and you just feel, you just feels small in this case, and you and you, you feel what he's feeling in this in this in this scene. And then these two motherfuckers come in, come into the scene. The two uh. guys who are constantly harassing Ethan at the entire film just put on this. Well, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. They're like spanking. Like I don't know what the hell. I mean, like, like, like uh, honestly, like, like you, they you look two, like idiots. Like, like you two. This is this this what you're doing right now is gayer than anything they've done that <laughs> they've done in this movie. Seriously, like, and, and it's it's stupid. You look like an asshole. You look like assholes right now. Yeah, like no no one's laughing. No one's even laughing at this. Just like no, you, you, you no. look like idiots. Yeah. Uh, but then the, the theater teacher tells them off. Just like, hey, okay, you you're being you're being assholes. I'll take you to the principal's office. Dude, it was uh, it hers is like a mic drop moment no, where her, she like, just this, this like the biggest yeah. mic drop of the entire movie. Yeah, because like, I mean, yeah, she she knows like and, and you know she has their back, which is which is nice to see. But she realizes the kind of unnecessary bullshit that they're going through. Yeah, 
And then, you know, Martin, uh, sorry, not, not yet. That, that, that comes later. First of which, we had a scene between Simon and Ethan, which is a character I wish he kind of had more interaction with. I do, too, just because of the fact that he is gay. I think that would have been, you could have had a lot more, you know, exactly. interaction. And you do see that even though he's out, like, he's like, yeah, it, it just felt, it felt like it was just so easy for you. Because he's been out since he was 16. It's like, it's not easy. Like, no, it's never easy. Like, even with his own family, it's just like, his, his grandparents are still convinced he's straight. Yeah, because his mom can't handle the fact of telling his grandparents that he likes men, like, you know, just because of the fact that she said, what, it, it's easier to tell them this, like, brag about his girlfriends, because yeah. they wouldn't understand or whatever. Yeah, so, I, yeah, again, this is his character I do wish Simon had more interaction with, but, regardless, the, yeah. the film doesn't, like, suffer for it. No. Uh, I think this is the interaction you were talking about with the principal. Just like, okay, you don't you don't have to make fun of them for for them wanting to be boyfriends. Like, we're we're, we're, we're not together. Okay, fine, whatever you want to call it. Just call it people <laughs> not romantically involved. Keep you casual. I get it. Uh, this is again, uh, we're nowhere near where we need to be. You know, what I mean, we're at different playing fields here. But he's trying to relate with them. You know, and I, I get it. You gotta you gotta give him a shout out for at least trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, this is where Martin kind of tries to redeem himself. Where he's like, look, I'm sorry. I didn't think people could be that cruel. Just like you know, like like. And Simon lines it out. Just he, he like spells that plain as day. We're just like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Where he's just like, look, like this was like it was my choice as to when, where, how, and who knew that. I, and you've ruined all of it, yeah. And you, the the worst thing you did was take that choice away from me. You feel it though when he's saying it. You oh, get yeah. it. You're like, fuck. He took everything away. Like you know, you plan on trying to come out or whatever. You you have it like in your head how you're gonna do it. And then all of a sudden, this is something that's been like sprawled. You know, just thrown on you. Like, oh, by the way, you have to come out now. You know what I mean? It's not your time yet. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it, that's and that's what makes you realize both. You know, like why this is such a big deal. Like why this is why you see so many suicides because of yeah you know, exposure like this or why you see or why you know like they want to keep this a secret because like this is, this is a big life changing thing for them and this is a thing that they it should be decided on their own terms that's why when it gets taken from them they yeah. can react they don't know how to process it because of the fact that all the plans that they had in their head is gone i think more people need to come to realize that how important that is you know what i mean yeah how important the idea of is of just being able to just be silent about it. Be, you know, they trust silent, you enough like, to tell you. Well, in this situation, I mean, he kind of, you know, undoingly, unknowingly found out he was gay. You know what I mean? But that's like other people that know about stuff and like try to oust people. You know what I mean? Like that. It's, yeah, like, it's yeah. tough, man. Yeah. It, it is. And just the idea of being, you know, like letting people decide when they're ready. Yeah. Uh, you also, it also speaks to testament of, you know, like this, the, the will of Simon. Just yeah. being, just being able to go back and just face the wolves like that, like mentally, he's just a strong, a strong person. Because I can imagine, it to me, like I wouldn't go back to school for a while. I can't imagine oh, all those I, eyes I would, locking I on me would, with judgment. I'd go back. No eyes, eyes on you with judgment, man. Like all these people thinking shit in their head that you don't know what they're thinking. You know, yeah, that's it's tough. Yeah, it definitely shows you the resilience of the, the character. Yeah, and then, and, but this comes like the sad, the saddest part of the movie because like Simon. Like, Blue doesn't have reception in his cabin, so he's just like, look, by the time you get back, you're going to see all this. You're going to know who I am. You know, just please yeah. don't go away. And he's just like, yeah, I know, but I I saw what happened to you. I can't have that happen to me, so I'm sorry, but this is goodbye. And then Blue just goes <coughs> away. And he just, goes off the grid, deactivates his email. Deactivates his email. He goes, he goes away. And he's just like, oh. And, if, 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 and this is the point where, like, you feel Simon is at his lowest. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, he this, has nothing at, like at the one point, person that he had. Yeah, yeah. He, blue is the last thing he had, and now that's gone. 
Yeah. He's lost. He has literally lost everything he can lose. Yeah, especially conveying in somebody who has the same sexuality. I mean, I think that, that was something he was wrestling with, and I think they were, you know, they were playing off, feeding off of one another for motivation to come out and, you know, to to be proud of it, not to be shy away from it or be embarrassed by, it, you know. And that piano, and that piano kid wasn't wasn't the blues, so he still he still had a loss. Yeah, yeah, because I think what Nick, uh, no, not Nick, uh, Simon, the guy that plays him, Nick Jesus, uh, asked him, "Hey, are you blue?" And he said, what are you talking about? Like, so, what? yeah, like, he was no, crossed off the list. He's like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. But he's like, hey, if you want to talk about it, you know, we're, we're still cool. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, we get some scene. This is where things kind of hard to pick up for Simon. First of all, we t- he talks to his mom and his mom's just like, you know, like I knew something was off with you. Like it felt like for the last couple of years you've been holding your breath. Yeah. And now it feels like you've been you can you can breathe again. Yeah, I like how she says that ex- you can exhale. You can exhale. And I, and I like that because you have that support system that you didn't think you were going to have. Like, I mean, obviously you knew the parents just by watching them. But not everybody's blessed with that type of situation. You know, it can go quite opposite for some people. You know what I mean? But the fact that you have that support system, that network of family to support you like that, it's, 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 it's a good, it should be a good feeling for him. No, it, it really should. And, it's in, you know, he recognizes the thing with his mom, recognizes the thing with Leah. Where Le- like he starts to Leah about Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, then my favorite scene out of, out of this bunch is basically the same, the same scene three times in a row, which is him like reconciling with various people in his life to mean a lot to him. My favorite one is definitely with his dad. Yeah. Because Josh Jamal is someone who I don't feel like gets enough credit for. Like people always think of him like he's just a, he's just like kind of Megan Fox. He's just like there to be looked at. He's just here for. He's, he's a good actor though. But he's good. Like he is a good actor. <laughs> Yeah, when 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 it called upon, he's a good actor. I mean, when his body of work's usually all the same, but when called yeah, he's upon good. And when given good material, he can act. Yeah, like he, he's actually legitimately good in those Taco Bell nacho nacho fries commercials. I mean, I want nacho fries after I see that. I do too. <laughs> they're delicious too, by the way. Let's throw that out there. They are really good. I had some recently. Uh, on those God, last they're really good. Uh, but anyways, like yeah, this improv, his him like you'd be saying like, look, I don't know how to do this, but point is like you're, you're still my son yeah and I, and, I, and I still love you and i still accept you for who you are yeah <laughs> i like that we're just like i think we, we can set up a grinder together it's like uh, yeah you don't know what grinder is do you yes it's a facebook for uh, for, for, for gay, gay people nope, that that's 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 not it dad that's definitely not it, but yeah, it's but his heart's in the right spot he wants to support his son and then i like how he kind of breaks the ice with asking how to export his uh, video he's been trying to work on for his wife for their for 20th wife. anniversary, I think. Yeah. Uh, Simon also posts on Creek Seekers for himself. He posts it openly, just like, look, like, I, I, look, y'all know me. Y'all know what I'm about. And let me just, and let me just say, everything, everything of her is true. But here's the thing: I'm, I'm done trying to hide who I am. So this is who I am. I'm gay. I'm proud. And there's another one of you out there who I am in love with, who is an amazing <laughs> person. And I want, and I want to meet you because you know. You mean you've meant a lot to me in the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Any any signs of himself? Love Simon. Roll, roll credits. He reconciled with his friends. There's a carnival out there. It just so happens to have a Ferris wheel. Funny. I I, I want to see the alternate version where like the thing like Blue said he was felt like he was on with a, was it Tilt a Whirl? Yeah. <laughs> because what Simon does, he gets a bunch of tickets. He's like, I'm gonna ride this Ferris wheel till these tickets run out. Yep. And Blue, you come and join me. Wherever you are, I'll do this all night. I'm Don't make me going. feel blue. Don't make me feel blue. <laughs> Come on, buddy. 
And yeah, like it, like he's doing it. He has an audience, an audience that's surprisingly patient. Like, wow, you're you're, you're all really <coughs> committed to seeing whether or not Simon finds this dude. Good on you guys. Then you have the assholes that are trying to record it. Yeah. Another then, asshole like, moment. He's on his last ride. No one's showing up. He's like, oh. But then Martin comes back like, Simon, wait, it's me. Shithead. I'm blue. Shithead. No, you ain't. No, no, you're not. He's like, no, I'm not. Look, just, like, just, just, just here's some more. Here's some money. Just keep on it. And then we get the reveal of who Blue actually is. It's Barack the guy. Obama. Who, it's the guy we were first told Blue wasn't. It's Barack Obama. It's Brian. <laughs> which, it's funny. I remember. I remember. I watched this. I remember this. I watched it with my mom, and she's just like. Oh, because like throughout the whole movie, there's like one like random dude who's there, there with like the main group for the entire time. He's like Brand, like the, like Brand's white homie. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, is it is it that? My mom was like, oh, is that guy? And I, I remember, I remember that. I was like, oh, that would be a good. Twist, I didn't actually. Re- yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it's uh, they just go back on everything they told us, and it's the guy, and it's the guy that they we told they told us it wasn't. Yeah. Which is fine. Again, there'll be a bit of a letdown, but it but it doesn't detract from the journey we get here. No. Uh, yeah. So they kiss. They're together, and they're living. And and yeah, they live together. They live as boyfriends for probably the rest of the rest of high school. And again, like the, the second they come together, you feel that ke- that instant chemistry. Well, because they've built that chemistry. They've, they've already, it. you know, they've set that up. They've well, set they, the table but already. Like, but th- but the act the actors didn't though. He built that. Oh chemistry no with no I know. So to bring, so to be able to carry that over from an actor who you who you maybe didn't know, yeah, or you know like didn't really have a face to put it to, to bring it here yeah. and just to have it least feel so natural, so organic. I think is just a testament to both these actions, the writing, oh, yeah. and the direction of this, yeah, of this film for sure. But Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the movie, and that's basically where the movie ends. So, uh, Russell, final thoughts on Love Simon. I still think three years later is just as good um, as seeing it again. I think you'll probably agree. Um, it's a good coming of age film. I like how they incorporate the coming of age in there with the whole wrestling with sexuality and coming out. And you know what I mean? Um, it's just it, it's a it's a good film, you know. And I can see why you know the LGBT commu- the Q community, you know, really love this film because I think kind of what you said. It's not one of those ones where it you know how they portray it. Like Simon's more relatable. I think you know what I mean. Um, and I think just the direction and kind of what we said about uh, what Nick Robinson's um, acting, I mean, he really throws his whole entire self into it. And I think that's what makes it so much believable. And then just like, again, like with the with the parents, like every everything about it was perfectly casted, I think. And it's just a really great, great film. And I really enjoy it. And I do think it's an important film for the LGBT Q community. And I think it's one that'll be I think that's one it can, uh, it can you know, hold the test of time for a while. Especially like for younger members of the community, okay? I, I feel like this, this could really resonate with like teens who are really struggling with you know like what, what what they're feeling and teens who you know are trying to find themselves. I feel like this is a good one for actually not, not even just like LGBT LGBT teens, like like anybody. I, th- I feel like this is yeah. a good one to watch for anybody who really oh, kind of y- put them in the, like the mindset and really like give them to understand like it yeah. kind of like bring them th- kind of like a good like segue into like harder issues from the gay community. 
Yeah, I mean, not even like the gay community, but you can be like somebody who's an outcast without being gay. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like just an outcast in high school in general, and and want to relate with somebody. Simon can be that, can be that that uh, that that branch that you cling on to. I mean, I kind of what you said. You know, you could you could see it from any other other way because of the way you look or because of the way that you're physically. Maybe you're overweight or something like that, and you get picked on. Like, there's so many you know tunnels that you can go down with that but i think that this is this could be you, you could put any situation in this you know yeah and i do think that that's I, th- I think that a lot of things work with this uh i think that all the actors are doing a great job i think that the writing is great i didn't I, I think it's got a lot of i'm correctly it's got a lot of comparisons to being like a modern day john hughes film i think it absolutely lives up, lives up to that, that oh title. absolutely yeah I'm, just just that whole yeah absolutely this still stands one of my favorite teen movies of the 2010s. I think this film is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think it's great. I, like I said, I also think it holds up just as well uh, three years on as it did as it did in 2018. So yeah, if you haven't seen Love Simon? Go check it out. Definitely, definitely solid film. And that's gonna do it for us here on the show. So Russ, you want to get a pause before we head out? Yeah, you guys can find us Notorious by Chance Facebook group. Uh, polls up for you guys to vote on. So we got a lot of good stuff coming down the the pike here. Um, also, find us on YouTube, Notorious by Chance. We will be getting stuff of eventually out there. I hope <laughs> eventually. You know, we've been we always talk about it, but we will. Um, and that's pretty much it. If I'm on Twitter, it's gonna be Chance Wars underscore ninety one. Take a take a Mutri Schmodown. I have a match coming up this Friday. Actually, we're playing Lon Harris in the singles division. That's going to be a great, great match. And uh, yeah, uh, and you can thank you for listening. Subscribe. Join our Facebook group. And join us next week as we talk about next week's '90s blockbusters, right? That is correct. We got we got some good ones on our '90s summer blockbuster. That's going to be a great show. Going to bring a lot of insight to that one. So, yeah, that's going to do it for us here. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.